What's up, golfers? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Chasing Your Best. If you're new here, welcome on board. This podcast is dedicated to the golf learning curve, presenting you with tools, resources, and best practices to help you get to wherever you want to be, help you get one inch closer to where you're going. I want you to take a minute and imagine you're on the range, you're hitting golf balls, you're warming up for your round. It's that Saturday tea time, sun's out, gun's out. You're queued up with a couple of your best buds and you're all set for a day of golf. We've all been there, weekend tea time, mid-morning, whatever. You're warming up, but something's off. You just, you're not hitting the golf ball the way you want to be hitting it. Maybe you're shanking it a little bit. Shanks, they're not fun. Maybe the ball's going right. Yeah, you're shanking it, you're hitting it to the right. That's That, for a lot of us, is what happens when it goes bad. And you're hitting a golf ball and golf ball and golf ball, and then the next thing you know, you're hitting them faster and faster and faster, but it's not getting better. This is a common situation. I see it all the time. I can I can almost see it coming from just a player's body language. I don't even need to hear the shots. I can just tell by the way they're acting, the tempo at which they're practicing. Things are getting worse. They're not getting better. If you're in that situation or if you're just struggling, I want to give you a little bit of a framework to help you think through your problems. What are the things that can help you be a better player? How do we solve these problems and how do we course correct so we're using our time productively, not practicing our own failure? Think about that. That's a pretty powerful sentence. Practicing your own failure. What does that mean? It means you're not practicing the things that are important to you. In fact, you're practicing things that are detrimental to you. A lot of players do that. Practicing your own failure. Let's not be that person. Let's be the person who's proactively practicing, practicing great habits, and building out those skills long term. The first thing we should do if we're not hitting the golf ball the way we want to hit it is look in the mirror and figure out how are we moving? Are you turning enough? What is our basic motion doing? Are we turning all the way back? Are we shifting all the way through? Are we finishing on balance with our body pointed at the target? These are the basics of turning and moving through the golf ball. Some of you may not already do this, and this should be your starting point. Basic movement is this. You should turn about 90 degrees with your shoulders while your head stays relatively fixed. Your hips can turn as much as they need to to get your shoulders to 90 degrees. And then from that point, the weight's gonna shift to the lead foot. The body's gonna rotate all the way through. And we're going to finish with our body facing the target, all of our joints extended, standing up, standing tall, and on balance with our rear toe, with our rear foot rolled up onto the toe, us looking at our target, standing all the way up with our spine slightly extended back. And that's kind of our counterweight because our weight is forward, our hips are forward to get our weight forward, and our spine tilts back ever so slightly to put us in that balanced position. That's your basic motion. Everything changes if you don't make a good basic motion. The most common thing that goes wrong when a player is not not moving well, they're getting, in quotations, quick. I don't love the term quick, and I don't love saying things that we can't measure. If you can't measure it, don't say it. That's a good rule of thumb. If you can measure it, talk about it. If you can't measure it, it's just all subjective. What does quick mean to you might mean something different to me. But what is actually happening is that player is not completing their turn all the way back. Their downswing starts quicker than what we're used to seeing from them because they didn't rotate their body all the way back. Whenever you change fundamental movement, everything changes. That is why we start with fundamental movement when we're problem solving or we're just trying to build great habits. We want to always make sure we're moving through full range of motion 
and exercising that to the best of our ability every golf swing. All right, now assuming our motion is good, let's further problem solve and figure out what's going on. First thing I'm gonna ask is, how is your contact? Are you hitting the golf ball near the middle of the club face? Are you creating a divot in front of the golf ball? Or if you're hitting with your driver, are you hitting it near the middle of the club face? That's number one. Let's figure that out. Easy way to do that is to go to, down to the, your local pharmacy store, get some Dr. Shoals, get some foot spray, spray it on the club, and see where that ball is impacting. It's a great tool because you can just wipe it off when you're done. A lot of professionals use that on the range. That's a pro tip. Another product you can use is face tape. Where are you hitting it on your club face? Because that will, as well, change everything. And if you're not hitting it on your club face, it doesn't matter the direction it's going. After that, what is the direction it's going? Is, is the direction, are you happy with the direction? Is it a push? Is it a pull? Is it a push cut? Is it a pull fade? What is your ball flight doing? Being able to diagnose that is actually a really important skill that a lot of amateur golfers I don't think fully have. I don't think a lot of people understand the difference between a pull and a pull fade. And all the difference is, is the amount of side spin you're putting on the golf ball. A pull is relatively straight, a pull fade, is a ball that starts left and curves right. What's the difference between a push draw and a push fade? A push draw starts right, curves left. A push fade starts right, curves right. This is all important information. It all tells a story about what's going on with your golf swing. But I'll give you a couple good, quick rules of thumb. We can dive in on this topic more later if you want. If you don't like the curvature, meaning that say your ball is curving to the right and you don't want it to curve to the right, fix the face. If you don't like the curvature, fix the club face, meaning that your club face needs to be more closed or more open or whatever that orientation is. If you don't like the starting line, fix the path. An easy way to diagnose this would be like, let's say I hit a push fade, ball started right, went right. I don't want my ball curving to the right, so I'm going to fix the face, all right? Now let's say I fix the face and all of a sudden my ball's starting left, curving left. I like the curvature, I like that my ball's curving left. So the next thing I'm gonna do is fix the path. Generally speaking, in the order of operations with most people, I fix the face first, fix the path next. But it depends on where you're coming from. And it also depends on if, you know, if you can't make your ball go relatively down your target line, then you, you need to work on the club face. If you're curving it the way you like to curve it, but it's not starting where you want to start it, then we gotta work on the path. And all of it is stuff we need to work on over time. Let's review our order of operations here. We're gonna check our basic motion, then we're gonna check our contact, then we're gonna check our curvature and we're gonna diagnose it, we're gonna learn from that. And now hopefully our problem is solved. If our problem's not solved at this point, let's start right back at the top. This is kind of the framework for how to make decisions as you're out there. And it's just, a, it's a framework, it's not the only way to do it, but if you don't have any other way to do it, I've found this to be the most effective, solid way to help myself and my students problem solve and work towards a better version of their golfing game. There are certainly other frameworks that are important, but I really like this, or I like you having some kind of system to help you guide your decisions. That way you're not lost. You're never spending time where you're lost out on the range. It's okay not to hit the golf ball where you wanna hit it, but you shouldn't be lost. You should still know your pathway, meaning that I'm not hitting it the way I wanna hit it because I'm not turning well. I'm not moving well. Okay, that's something we can work on and be productive. If you're just out there slashing at the golf ball, you're not, you're not working towards better. Problem solve, work towards a better version of your golfing game. 
I appreciate y'all hanging out for another episode. Share it with a friend, subscribe to the podcast. That stuff really helps. And this thing has seen a lot of growth lately and I attribute it to you all. Thanks so much for hanging out. I will catch you back here, same time, same place, next week.